Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. co-host. Yeah, and, and that's Dad. And our our, our um, sponsor, yeah, is Windshape Retreat because uh, that's the pad of paper I'm using. They do a great job in supporting nations of coaches. It's the ministry I work with, doing uh, events for us, and they they aren't our sponsor. But if boy, if they would be. It would be a game changer. And I want to give him a shout out. And uh, so it's borderline kind of um, uh, a blue sky, oh, support us, wind shape, Chick-fil-A foundation. But that's just probably not going to happen. But I want to give him a shout out because they do such a good job. I, I have a sponsor. Oh, well, who's your sponsor? Lake Meadow Naturals. And what are those? That's a farm uh, about 20 minutes from here. And oh. I just finished rendering out. About four or five pounds of uh, pork back fat, which it's buy one, get one free. They often do great deals like that. And so uh, that sounds pork back fat. That's it's fat from the back of a pig. And uh, let me tell you, it makes you render that out and then you let it cool down. Yes. I'll just stick your hand in the, the hot fat that it's like, yeah. But if you. Mix that in after it's cooled down. You can roll it into some dough. Makes some of the best tortillas of your life. I I, I had no idea about this. That's a lard in <laughs> in flour. It's a good day. Uh, <laughs> just doesn't sound healthy. Lard in flour. It's it's big big farm talking to you, oh, Dad. Okay. <laughs> So today we're talking about change in marriage, but maybe we should be talking about... No, no, let's talk about marriage. I know a lot more about that, although I do feel like I know something about lard. All right. uh, (laughs) So we are, we're talking about um, big changes in life, and we talked about uh, other changes so far leading up to this, uh, you know, and this one is dealing with... Marriage, and we're going to talk about how marriage is a huge step, and then a huge privilege, and a huge opportunity, and with it, it brings multiple areas of change. I think for me, and I want to start off with this, and the marriage be continued a, a process of understanding how selfish I was. I I thought I knew I was selfish, and I think that for me really opened up my eyes. Opened up for me. When I went to college, had roommates, that began a process of uh, me understanding that I had set ways of what I thought you uh, you should do things and so forth. But boy, when you get married, things pop out that reveal like, no, this is the way you do it. This is how I've done it. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Um, yeah. And how my way um, may not always be best. Uh, I'll give you the first illustration of it. I'll never forget coming home and looking. I was getting ready to make coffee, and I couldn't find coffee in the house. Do you know this? Oh, yeah. I know exactly where you're going. I've heard the – there's a set of stories very – like all similar to each other because it's, it's – it is Florida versus New England. Yeah. And so your mom – I couldn't find the coffee, man. I live in New, We're living in Connecticut. I want to make coffee, and I can't find it. And she comes home and I said, I want to make some coffee. She goes, well, it's in the freezer. And I said, why? Well, you keep it in the freezer in Florida, so it keeps it fresh. 
which we don't do anymore. So maybe that was a fictitious statement in uh, ground versus holding. Oh, but ours is ground now because it's in a little cup. Yeah, but that but cup any- is sealed. Oh, there you go. Seal. A new seal. Sealed. I don't know Do you know that song? No. And nobody that's listening know that song too, either because I just did it so wrong. All right. Oh, that's sale. Sale. All right. And then the second second one was I went to get bread, and I we have a bread box in the house. I'm not here to make fun of my wife, although let's just be honest, that's what's happening right here. So I went to what I thought would be the place to go, the bread box. <laughs> and there's no bread in there. And she, Lo and behold. Yeah, low, loaf and behold. And then I looked, and uh, it was in the fridge. And all I will say to this, you're saying, how's this got to deal with? Just because I had to make changes. I realized I thought this is the way things should be done. And that was minute to other areas that were revealed of selfishness. You know what's crazy, even as I'm listening to this, that you know what else has changed over time? Because literally she learned her habits from people who grew up in the 50s through 70s in Florida. Yes. Um, The AC's better now. That's actually like a legit thing. Oh, yeah, and so that makes like now that is a I'm doing a gratitude list, <laughs> and if there's anything for those that know PJ and I that we have good AC in our home, we give glory. That was the first big population boom to Florida. Nobody lived in Florida really. Uh, it like it grew like exponentially in the 50s with the invention of air conditioning, which makes a lot of sense. I would not be here without air conditioning. I can promise you that. It's hard enough sometimes for me to be here with air conditioning because right now, honestly, folks, I'm hitting my phone, not just hitting it like I'm having a temper tantrum, but I am looking at weather. And this is crazy. It is raining out hard, and it is September 13th. It is 79 degrees out. Some of you say, well, that's not bad. Real feel 85. Yeah, mine says 81. Uh, yeah, well, your phone's probably better. It's, it's no, it's it's Samsung, right? It, like Apple Fam got to stick together. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, eighty-seven. Thursday, eighty-seven. Friday, eighty-six. For those of you that live in this area, listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you, thank you for listening. But second of all, you get it. Like that's there are people right now in Connecticut where I grew up. They're like, oh man, I can't wait. I swear we're not padding for time, by the way. We, so the, the point about... Oh, we're padding. Um, <laughs> the point about this is when you are... I, I just thought that was interesting about why these things happen, right? It's like me teaching all of a sudden. I've just to, gone... A you're just left. full. Uh, but I think there's an important point, and I, I had a point with talking about the AC wasn't as good. So her family grew up... You would literally end up with... Like mold on bread, if you didn't put it, if you put. I it knew on that's where you're going. I think the people knew, but go ahead. Yeah, I yeah, agree. yeah. But the the point is, is that even in Florida, the culture has changed because the necessity has changed because of like technology and stuff. Um, but one of the things you're going to see, and I think this is just the truth about marriage. 150 years ago, you had a pool of probably about 100 people to choose from to get married. It's significantly bigger now. I mean, imagine with internet dating. But part of that is we have a huge clash I'm of cultures. shaking my head because that's odd for me, but acceptable. Yeah, there's thousands of people you're picking from, right? I mean, 
maybe like I can't. Yeah, I don't know what the calculation is. I know it's a lot with internet dating. But one of the things that comes up is you're always going to be navigating huge clash of cultures, even change. within. Yeah. And so when we talk about change in marriage, people are navigating change in their lives, change in our society at a rapid pace. Like what are manners and what is polite and what is okay on social media? Even that has changed multiple times in the last 10 years. Like what is it okay to say, you know, when people first started and then what is okay right now? And it's definitely played a role in traditional media. It's played a role in the home. Like I remember- in traditional marriages then. When I, I remember, and this is, so as we talk about change, when we talk about habits that we bring into our marriage. And um, I remember when cell phones first came out, it was incredibly rude. Like people would comment directly to your face if you were on your phone- During dinner? Or during anything? dinner. Oh, no question. And now it's become uh, ubiquitous. And so these are things, as we talk about change in your marriage and we talk about the selfishness that comes up, you're going to see a lot of habits that just come in and creep in because of the technology or because of the culture. And what's really important is that you communicate about these things and you make decisions based on truth and the values that proceed from that truth. So like, is it okay to have your phones out during lunch? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I would definitely say, talk through things with your spouse and say, okay, lunch, you can have your phones out. Dinner, we we put phones away. We have them not within arm's reach. So this wasn't even like on my radar, but this is really good points. You know what they do with like a lot of teams? When players come to the dinner, they have a box. And they walk in, they got to put it in there. Teachers do that with like, and it's just become a thing. Like if you need attention, like if you're having a family meeting, put the phones away. Right. Um, and just being uh, explicit about that and negotiating that because they aren't traditional, right? There is no tradition. There is no set of manners that governs so, this. So I, I had for the, oh, it, it'll open your eyes to selfish. The second one is obstacles and technology yeah. provides that uh, it's an obstacle. There are other obstacles that'll come up in marriage. Okay. Uh, differences of. Uh, oh, we've talked about phones, but the same thing with the bread, right? Like, okay. It's not. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't use my phone for bread. That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm talking not. about. Um, there, there's all sorts of manners that aren't set in stone that you're going to have to negotiate. And being this is where uh, manners don't seem to matter, and people who are really strict about manners in our society are kind of seen as weird. Um, and it's not a big deal until you don't have it. It's kind of like people who are like overly concerned with like cleaning the house and you're like, you know, chill, relax. And then you like, if you have people who don't, the only thing worse than someone who worries too much about cleaning is someone who doesn't worry about cleaning at all. And I have, and I know you have some too, some horror stories about working with a guy's dorm. Some of the stuff that happened with that. Wow. Yeah. And you're made like, me, made me very grateful for marriage when I would walk into the guy's dorms in college. So you're going to have different obstacles. So whether, you know, we, we, uh, hit phones and we talked about social media like do we praise our spouse on social media are we allowed to complain about our spouse on never, social media never but that's if you where, want to live if you want to talk about selfishness this is like well it's just you know it's just a way to like vent you know and it's like so unbiblical right and so the anyways i'm you had a couple other points. I don't want to see yeah. you digress. You definitely took us to a direction that is a really good one. And I think it's part of the obstacles that young couples will face as they get married. Um, but there's so many good opportunities 
Um, and for me, what there's not a question in my mind that, you know, we've been married 37 years and um, that there's this power of friendship that has been not only developed, but it's been cultivated. When you navigate stuff together, it just builds such a strong bond. And, and I hope my wife knows that I feel this way because uh, it's, it's just a deep friendship. And then there's a second thing is that we're together. We're together in something. Uh, there's this not only uh, personal but corporate team-like love. And, uh, you know, the truth is there's nothing greater for my wife to feel like she can lean on me because I know it's got to be powerful because I lean on her. And so the opportunities that that of change, because at times before you're married, you might have friends and so forth, but and you may have family, aka your parents, but there is this even I would argue that leaving starts way earlier than getting married. When you talk about leave and cleave, you start to leave, you know, earlier. You yeah, start yeah, to yeah. be there's independence right. and necessity for that independence. And I think uh, when we talk about change in marriage, the main thing is, uh, and I, I haven't read the whole book, and that, to my shame, but Gary Thomas talking about marriage sacred is marriage. not sacred marriage. Marriage is not about your happiness. Marriage is about making you holy. And marriage is one of the most powerful tools in your life for sanctification. You will constantly be required to think wisely, to think unselfishly, to think lovingly. And so part of the leave and cleave thing is that you will, when you get married, no matter what, and if you don't, then it's, I think it's a problem, you will become a different person. And, you ha- and whenever we're faced with these, these kind of momentous occasions, um, the question is, are we going to become a better person or are we going to become a worse person? Yeah. And I know your answer to that. I know my answer I feel like I'm living proof that I've become a better man because of my wife. Hmm. You know, she has stretched uh, my thinking, encouraged me. Um, I just asked her the other day if she'd be more of my cheerleader because we were going through so much, and uh, I think that was a really strong conversation because um, I'm I was navigating some things that I felt like, man, I got to do a better job in this. Or um, people said you do do this well, but I sometimes have this creeping of doubt and I said I need you to believe in me. Boy, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, a big part um you know that opportunity is having you know you talked about that teamwork aspect. Um facing change not only through your marriage but uh as as a married couple facing change and there there's a which we're really going to talk about in the next one we talk about dealing with children. Yeah. But the, there is no replacement for having someone who is on your side. I would agree. Um, what do you think about, as we talk about change, having this opportunity to have somebody that you can be really open and vulnerable with? And some um, men out there say, I don't feel like I could do that with my wife. Uh, so I understand that. I mean, I've been uh, mentoring a guy that, you know, he feels like he's got to be careful because he doesn't want her to get fearful or afraid. But... I think for me, I've been really open with your mom and transparent, and there's something about having somebody to have freedom to do that with. Um, 
Do you do you do you have a, any thoughts on that? Uh, can you restate the beginning of the question because I was listening to what you followed up with? Just the privilege of having somebody to really be open and transparent with. I mean, I think that is part of the reason it's the the biggest instrument for our own growth and change is because uh, your spouse should be an instrument of truth, uh, both experientially and uh, expositorily, you know, like mm. a, from an explanation, you know what I mean? Like that, right. like there's like the very like propositional, like, Hey PJ, that was stupid, you know? Um, and I always appreciate those moments for my wife and She's people never, <laughs> I, I know like people actually, that's the kind of thing I would say. Becky Sue is much kinder than that, yeah. but there's also, um, and uh, before I married Becky Sue, um, I have categories for this cause I'd been reading Kierkegaard. But basically, Shocker. when you go through these stages of life, there are moments in life where we get faced, and there's no great uh, translation for it, so the term is anxiety, but it's like this existential anxiety. Before I got married, I was like, I am entering literally a whole new mode of existence. You know what I mean? And I don't know, uh, I think a lot of people feel this before they get married, like this almost this huge wall and you can't see past it if that makes sense, because you have no idea. It's one of those moments where description does not save you because there is no replacement for the experience of being married. Uh, very similar, like, and I think there's something you said, you, there's no experience, there's no replacement for being single for the entirety of your life. You know what I mean? And so what we talk about are these, these momentous occasions. Um, that I've really had two of those moments in my life. One was when I got married, uh, let's say three. One was when I got married. One was when I had my first kid. And then one was uh, right now be, before I had Frankie because there was something different about it, having a girl. And I had no idea what that felt like. This leads into our next podcast, <laughs> which you folks should listen to as we talk about change not in parenting. Just, yeah, change of marriage. And next time we'll in be marriage. talking about. <laughs> I said marriage, didn't I? You thought I said marriaging? I don't, wait. <laughs> no, okay, merging, I missed something. Merging. When you get married, Warning. you merge. Okay. <laughs> change in marriage, and next time we're going to talk about change, change because parenting. of having children, parenting. And, uh, boy, that's that's got a lot of fire. Thanks, Dad. Love you, buddy. Love you. Love you.